What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies, and this is the Quick Cage. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelican. Frank, what movie are we going to talk about tonight? So today we're going to talk about 2016 crime drama, The Trust, mm. um, along with uh, the omnipresent Mr. Cage. Um, also stars Elijah Wood with um, Sky Ferreira and Jerry Lewis in supporting roles. Um, it is Jerry, a Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. He plays Nick Cage's dad. Okay. Um, it is a, a heist movie. Um, kind of like a postmodern heist movie in a lot of ways. Um, Cage and Wood both play uh, detectives. Um, that are kind of disillusioned with their jobs and struggle, um, to make ends meet. Uh, they work in Las Vegas. Um, Cage is uh, like in charge of like crime scene investigations and is really like unappreciated by the, the force. And Wood is kind of this um, handsome but aimless sort of like slacker that also works in crime scene investigation. Um, so they find that there's this really low level drug dealer that was bailed out of jail for two hundred thousand dollars cash. Um. And Cage finds it suspicious that, like, a really, like, really, like, basically, like, nobody would have the kind of, like, sway that someone could pay that much money. So he assumes that there's a lot of money behind it. So they do some reconnaissance work. Um, Elijah Wood takes vacation days to sort of work undercover and uh, trail people. And they discover this secret vault inside a convenience store that they assume is full of cash. Um, so kind of like most like really good heist movies, you know, there's meticulous planning of how they're going to get into this vault, what they need to do. Um, basically there's an apartment building above or an apartment above the convenience store and, um, they get the floor plans for the building and they realize like where the vault is. And so they mark out like where they have to go into it and, um, cage buys all kinds of like, he's got like diamond tip drills and they have like a industrial drill press. Um, they don't count on people being in the apartment, so they end up having to kill a guy and basically kidnap the woman that's there. Um, and they start to realize that maybe the guy they killed is a little more like connected than they thought because they find like a bunch of guns in the place. And um, when they get into the vault, they find that it's like basically like a bank vault almost, and it's full of just like huge amounts of like money and jewels and stuff. Um, Elijah Wood starts to like sort of gain a conscience and realize that number one, Nick Cage is going to want to kill this woman and he doesn't want Nick Cage to kill this woman. And also that they're probably like way in over their heads because they are just kind of a couple of schlubs, even though they're, they're both pretty bright in the movie. Um, so anyway, it all falls apart. Nick Cage, um, they end up shooting each other and Elijah Wood, is an, Elijah Wood ends up killing Nick Cage. 
Um, and then it turns out that the woman is connected and Elijah Wood gets killed. And in the end, all the evidence from their heist is being bagged up and put in the same like evidence locker that they used to work in. So, um, honestly, like competent to good, most of it. Okay. Um, there's a little bit about it that's like that sort of feels like cliche or that you've seen it like a bunch before, but considering like most of the you know quickie genre movies that Cage makes, this is definitely like a pretty big step above them. Um, his performance is fantastic. One of like his best, like legitimately good performances in I don't know a long time, like, around that time period. Like, very nuanced, very controlled. Um, he comes off as both intelligent and creepy and socially maladjusted, but also ruthless. And it's it's really kind of surprising, like, when you see, like, how cold-blooded he is and just willing to murder people in order to get this money. Kind of reminds me of, like, a, like a Walter White-esque character. And, like, maybe in hindsight, that's that's where it pulls his inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he has cancer or anything, but just in the sense of like the disillusioned middle-aged man who's trying to like better himself and, you know, ends up like resorting to crime to do it. Right. Um, Elijah Wood, also another guy that I'm really becoming a fan of over the past couple of years, just in like the low budget or like small, like indie roles he takes, but really good in this movie. Um, yeah. You're a big Elijah Wood fan. Yeah. You know, it's weird because I, am not for the most part like there's a lot of stuff that he's in that i really don't particularly care for him in but i don't know like i think that he has good sensibility i think that he like as a producer i think he backs good movies um and i think that he's just kind of you know since his like heyday of like hyper fame in the the early to mid 2000s i think he's kind of just like become more low-key and just takes roles that like what Cage should be doing if he wasn't like so much in debt, you know, just taking roles that he thinks are interesting and that he like feels a connection to the script and just doing good work, you know, like not like right. pouring himself out to everything, but where Cage like has to whore himself out to everything, you know, Elijah Wood's kind of able to, um, I think be a little more selective. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Maybe I am a big Elijah Wood. Mark yeah. Now, but, yeah, you are. I, I never hear you s- I haven't heard you say anything bad about Elijah Wood since Lord of the Rings. You know, and you know what the thing is? is I don't even think his... I, I think he gives a really great performance in Lord of the Rings. I just don't like what surrounds it, you know? I think there's some really bad directorial choices around Elijah Wood that makes him seem yeah, worse of a character than what Frodo is supposed to be. Agreed. But I don't think that's Elijah Wood's fault. I think that's the script and the interpretation of the source material rather than like, like performance wise, Lord of the Rings has some, this is, this is going to sound a certain way and maybe, I don't know, whatever. Um, I, I think he plays him too effeminate at times. That's my biggest critique about Wood playing Frodo. Um, so agreed, but I think that there, I think there's definitely forced homosexual subtext in there for some reason. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's Elijah Wood and, um, Sean Astin doing that, or if that's uh, Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's just us reading too much into what's supposed to be shown as like innocence and the you true know. innocent like bonding right. between like two, two male characters. 
Except the the pillow fight on the bed in like <laughs> in Return of the King. I don't know, man. That's um. Well, this was a pleasant surprise, though, overall, because um, I thought it was going to be something like uh, Rage or um, what was the other yeah. one? The Runner or something like that. Um, so these free services, like the stuff I subscribe to are really coming up big with like yeah. good Nicolas Cage movies I haven't seen. Like, I think this one was on Netflix. Mm. Um, so here's a little glimpse into the in terrible, not terribleness, but like the ridiculousness of my life with the quick cage is that Every week, I go to every service I subscribe to, and I type in Nicolas Cage in the search engine, and I see if anything that I haven't seen comes up. Uh-huh. Because you are never going to get to hear about Captain Crowley's mandolin, number one. Right. And number two, like, I don't want to talk about a score to settle or rage or... Fuck, what's the one that sounds like Taken, but it's not Taken? The Runner? No, it's not no, that. that. Because isn't that what... The runner is is basically taken. Dude, there's like twelve Nicolas Cage movies that are basically taken. Uh, tr- Trespass. Uh, no, that one's that's like some psychosexual thriller uh. about Nick Cage and the woman he's married to taking in some like. I think that's that one guy on a stormy night, and then he like finds out their secrets, and it turns out they're like perverts or something. I don't know. I know that just because I've read the description. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, what is this movie again? And then I read the description, and I'm right, and I don't want to watch that. Um, but no, like, honestly, competently directed. Um, it's got some really great scenes. I think the stuff with Jerry Lewis and Nick Cage is probably the best stuff in the movie, but his their interactions, him and Elijah Wood, have some really great, almost like father-son bonding things. See, that's the thing. Like, I really think it's... The more I think about it, the more I think that they were just trying to rip off Breaking Bad. In like, because they figure, well, it's been like six or like six years or so, right? That show ended or whatever. When Breaking Bad end, like eleven or twelve or something. I think it was actually thirteen. Yeah. So okay, it's been a few years. Like we can like kind of apply the same, sort of a similar setting and sort of a similar idea, but you know we'll use two cops instead of like, you know, this career criminal and this like cancer ridden chemistry professor or whatever. Um. But I don't know, just enjoyable, you know, really like decent performances. They, they got me a couple of times with, I thought the film was going to go a certain way and then it didn't, um, was really surprised at the fact that like both the leads die in the end. Like it was, I probably shouldn't have said that because now if anybody listens to this and never wants to watch it, I guess they're spoiled, but whatever. I mean, you're listening to the quick cage, probably don't care much about like watching the movies. Um, yeah, just really like surprisingly good. I thought we were going to talk about a shitty movie too, but then that didn't happen. So hmm. I really, I don't know if I can ever bring myself to talk about a score to settle. Like I look at that on my list every week and like, I'll like, we'll like, I'll go a couple of weeks without watching the Nick Cage movie and I'll feel like the list is starting to get low. And I force myself to watch like two or three, um, in a week just so I don't have to talk about a score to settle. So I can like right. boost my, you know, distance from having to talk about that movie probably the last two movies we ever talk about on this list will be a score to settle and friggin captain Crowley's mandolin you mean we'll talk about the croods before that dude i would rather talk about the croods i'm sure i'd enjoy it more number one is probably like 72 minutes long and i think i've actually I, i've seen like 80 percent of it at one point 
um, when I was dating that woman from Baltimore and like mm. out with her daughter, we, we, we watched most of the crudes one night right. or all of the crudes. And I was just like drawing or something while we were doing this. So I was only half paying attention, but, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, hell it's, uh, it might be, maybe it might be something I'd watch. I'm spoiled now. So probably not. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. There's things like he does like, um, he does like voice work, like small voice work and stuff and everything. Right. Does that count? I think maybe one day we'll just do the animated films of Nicholas mm. Cage. With the only yeah. difference being that Anomalisa needs to be its own thing, I think. So that movie needs to be by itself. But um everything else, yeah, I think it'll just all roll together. Yeah. What um what are his animated movies? Let me see. Okay, he did uh, Jacob Marley in the 2001 version of The Christmas Carol. Um, Is that the... No, that's not that one. What? I don't know that one. Uh, this is an animated version that... Um, what's his name? Jimmy um, um, Marakama Kami, um, did. The guy that did uh, When the Wind Blows. Really? Yeah. It's from 2001. I don't know it. <laughs> Yeah, so. I actually, I have a secret love for, um, and I don't know why, like, I hate saying this, but I have a secret love for the uh, CGI one mm. done by the Polar Express people, like Rob, mm. R- Robert Zavekas, I think, did it? Yes. Um, right. There's something, like, super creepy about that that I think really, it might be the Uncanny Valley might be part of it, too, but just in, like, the design and everything, it really captures, like, the, I think, like, the supernatural elements of that movie really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um guy you would know. I, I've seen him in a couple of things. Simon Callow, he um he does the voice of Scrooge. Kate Winslet does Belle. Cage does Marley. Yeah, I see um, that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then there's what the Ant Bully. Oh, I remember that. Okay, I never saw it, but I remember. Yeah, you know that. the Ant Bully. Well, you don't. I don't know. You probably never right. seen it, but no. And G Force, I have no right. idea. G Force is a good movie. Astro Boy. Uh, that is also a really good adaptation. Huh. And the Croods, and then he did Teen Titans go to the movies. He does Superman's voice. No, I don't count that as a movie. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I don't know. It says it's a musical comedy film God based damn it. on based on a TV series. It. Oh, Into the Spider Verse. I really like that a lot. I didn't know he did Peter Parker's voice in that. He's actually really good in that. Is he not in Animalisa? Doesn't look like it. Oh, shit. Well, we might ever talk about that then. And then whatever this movie is, the Slov um, Antosha or whatever. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So, yeah, I mean, that would like... No, that's that's not animated. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's just voice. Oh, it's a documentary. He's the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. It's about um, it's a documentary about Anton Yelchin. Hmm. He also has um, yeah, because then there's also things in his filmography where it's like documentaries that he's in as himself too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, when we get down to the the dregs, we'll start to figure that shit out. Right. We could all be dead by then. Let's not, let's not get ourselves. So. I mean, we only got like another year or so of this, right? I mean, 
I'm talking about the the quick cage, not um, not life, life. not life. <laughs> you might not be wrong either way. Yeah, probably about a year. No, it's more than a year. This is thirty-one, right? So yeah. Jesus, dude, at least like a year and a half, and it probably two years, and it'll probably never end. It, it'll, <laughs> he's gonna keep making. Like well, I mean, he only makes like six to seven movies a year, so I mean, let's catch up with that. Right, but if he's going to start doing a lot more voice acting, he's really getting me. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I watched I, Color. I, I watched Color Out of Space, though. Um, so all the ones you've recommended that I have watched, that you've recommended, um, I um, I've liked. I mean, I yes. liked Mandy. I liked Color Out of Space. I think that's it. Mom and Dad's not free anywhere. I'd watch that. Really? Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. It's, I'm, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's free for Frank. I mean, but uh, it's... No, it's, I'm pretty sure I watched it on a free for you. I think it was on Prime, and I think they took it off. Maybe. You know what it was? No, that can't be right either, because that was pre-COVID. Maybe that was. When I canceled Hulu, I watched it. it yeah, it's, I think it's on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty right. sure. Well, I subscribe to Hulu again now. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still on Hulu, yeah. Okay, well, then I guess it is free for Frank. Well, whatever. You could watch Hulu if you wanted. Right. I think it's the same password. <laughs> right. Mandalorian trailer. Um, are you going to resubscribe to Disney? I don't unsubscribe until the first okay. episode comes out, so I guess we'll see. Right. Man, a lot, no, hinge, I, I, lot, hit, lot hinges on that first episode of Mandalorian. Look, I probably am. I never finished the last season of Mandalorian, so I don't know what to tell you. Really? Yeah, I got like two episodes left to watch. It's like everything else in my life. It's just an unfinished work. I tell my so here's a oh let me give you let me, let me give you a fucking the trust ratings and then I'll I'll talk about this okay. embarrassingly personal right. thing. Okay. Um, cage performance is an eight out of ten. Like it huh. is a phenomenal cage performance. Like literally one of my favorite, or legitimately one of my favorite performances of his. Overall, and maybe ever, you know, especially like in that time period, but just really, really, really good. Like, definitely high caliber. Um, movie itself is a solid seven out of ten. You know, like it's nothing like groundbreaking or mind blowing, but it's 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 right there with something that's like watchable, not overly long. You know, engaging the entire time, and like honestly, just exceedingly confident so i mean yeah it's i mean it's free on netflix if you got an hour and a half to kill and you like heist movies it's probably worth your time so okay cool um do, do, do so, you think the mustache ads or detracts from both of their performances uh, elijah wood is uh zero sum um it neither adds nor subtracts uh, uh -huh. nicholas cage definitely improves his performance okay because it makes him seem like that much more of a creep okay he is a creep in this movie, too. And it's, like, weird because at first you kind of sympathize with him because you think, like, well, here's this, like, put-upon, like, nerdy guy who just really cares about his job, and he's surrounded by people that are corrupt and incompetent and, like, you know, whatever. And then, like, man, the more you watch the movie, you're like, oh, fuck this dude. Like, this guy is the villain of this movie. Yeah. Which I really like. Like, I'm a yeah. big fan of when, you know, a film subverts your expectations by, like, subtly manipulating the main character to be something different than what they were and I, 
I think that's pretty fascinating to watching. And again, like surprisingly, Cage does not not even surprisingly, but like you can tell this is a movie that he cares about. So real quick, um have you seen this movie yet? Um called The Humanity Bureau? I I look at it all the time and think like I should watch it and then I just get real tired and I don't feel like doing it. I just noticed that his name in it is Noah Cross, but it's Cross with a K. So I wonder if he's some kind of weird, like, who wrote that movie? Um, oh my God. This is, this is some fucking, oh, I yeah. really love this movie. <laughs> let's, let's, let's look at Mind's Eye Entertainment Productions, because that's the producing production company. Down this rabbit hole. Oh, so they're a Canadian base. They're based out of um, Regina and Saskatchewan. There's a Evraz uh, Steel in Regina. Hmm. Um, that place is a barren wasteland. Uh, they produce independent and foreign films in Canada and the United States and internationally. Right. Uh, um, they have done. They do ripoffs, yeah, of movies. That's what it seems like. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I don't know. Oh my god! So okay, I gotta look at this movie up. I'm definitely gonna watch this fucking humanity bureau now. They also did a score to settle. It looks like. Oof. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies. That hurts me. Actually, why do I think I've seen this Tall Man movie with Jessica Biel in it? Some oh, you've, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like, feels like I've seen that. Ain't worth seeing. No. You they know did, what? That's, this, that's... This, this production company did a TV adaptation of Just Calls. It's, it's unfair to say that The Tall Man is a bad movie. The Tall Man is, again, this is it's a competently directed movie that has like some okay twists to it. And Jessica Beale's actually pretty decent in it. Yeah, Humanity Bureau. The Lullaby for Pi. So is that like a Life of Pi ripoff? And Dolan's Cadillac, is that the fucking Stephen King adaptation? Yeah. That's interesting. West Bentley. That's, uh, yeah, Christian Slater, West Bentley. West Bentley, all he sees is beautiful things in the world. <laughs> Sometimes it's so much beauty it makes his heart break. God, that's that's a movie that has an age well. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I think it's funny that I remember that so well. Oh, they did a movie with Gina Carano. Yep. This is definitely a Daughter of the Wolf. It's an action for... Oh, you know what's funny? When you look up Nick Cage on Prime, I think, this movie pops up for some reason, because I've definitely seen that cover before. It's got to be the production company. No other reason that I would be looking for... Right. A Richard yeah. Dreyfus action <laughs> thriller. I didn't even know Richard Dreyfus was still acting. Well, he looks like... He looks like demented Santa Claus in this box art. I guess they can't even call box art anymore, right? It's just the theatrical poster. 
Oh, this world. Uh, I guess he did take a break, and he's just in the past few years has started acting again more. What do you think about um, the Gina Carano uh, controversy right now? Oh God, what was her controversy? Was that was that Black Lives Matter or was that coronavirus? I can't Carano remember. Is, um, hold on. She's the one from Mandalorian. That's the former. Um, no, it was, a, um, it was a um, trans rights controversy. Oh, because um, she she has some doing? she has some other controversy this past week too. Uh, Isaac, whatever from the Mandalorian, yeah, um, updated his Twitter bio to include his pronouns, mm-hmm. which is apparently a thing that like you can do to show support for yeah. the trans community in like a meaningful way, right? Um, and she refused to do it, right. so a bunch of people called her out on it, mm-hmm. and. She said something like, the only pronouns I use are like beep, boop, bop, or something like that, with like a picture of R2D2. And then, like, they all, like, everyone, like, freaked out and said that she was mocking, you know, like trans rights and she was basically being a bully and I don't know, all this stuff. So, I mean, on one hand, I go ahead. She's pretty conservative. I mean, like, uh, like she she gets herself like in like hot water on Twitter all the time, like for like things similar to that. I don't under like on one hand, I don't understand why <clears throat> you're so tone deaf that you need to like poke at people like that. Right. Like, if you're in the public eye and you don't support that shit, just keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, you right. don't need to. Yeah. <clears throat> You don't need to be like even like vaguely or subtly antagonistic. Yeah. Just or just like, get or just get off social media because you know that people are gonna sit there and say because you don't do something that there's a problem. So I mean, and if you don't want to deal with that, then just get off social media. Yeah. I, I if you're a celebrity. People. I mean like, you know Right, I, mean, I just say just leave people alone. Like there's no fucking reason to Right. Yeah. Whatever. Like no matter how you feel individually, like just if people feel upset about that then whatever like why do you need to say it but i don't know right i agree yes on the other hand too like i don't know that she was i think she's just completely tone deaf yeah right and realized yeah. that she's there was some and, mass, there was some mass thing with her in the past week or something i'm pretty sure it's mass now that i'm thinking about it again it's like um where it's like basically like they're i don't know like that there's it, it's 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 violating your rights or something to force anybody to wear a mask or something like that and she everybody like freaked out over that that is the, the, you know what? That is the dumbest statement. It is. Like, yeah. like I, I will never understand that. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, like it, whatever. I mean, like at this point, like you know, a couple more controversies, Disney will probably end up firing or like you know, or like killing her character off on you know the Mandalorian or whatever. But um, you know, I mean, but which I think is dumb as well. Like, I mean, Jesus, I love the Gina Carano controversy. <laughs> and I got accused, accused of racism, transphobic Twitter storm. Uh huh. Um, blocks Black Lives Matter supporters. Yeah. Uh, Post naked photos of herself. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's a she's a peach. Yeah, yeah she's something. Oh, so here's my embarrassing thing. Right. So well, I was talking about how, like, I'll never finish The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Sitting on my couch the other day, 
like thinking what video game do I want to play? And I look around a room where I, without exaggeration, probably have 200 video games, maybe more than that. And probably a hundred of which I've never played and was thinking like, I got nothing to do. I got nothing to play. Crazy. And just went back and played a game I played like a dozen times over. So that's um, emblematic of my life. I mean, I get it. It Like I have like access to like all these good movies and what do I do? Like I sit around most nights like watching something that like, um, I know is not going to be very good probably or watch like paranormal. um, What's that called? Witness, um, which they have a bunch of seasons free on Peacock. I don't even know what that is. Is that the one? Um, what's her name? Nah, Paranormal Witness is uh, like a one of those like old school shows, like what that we grew up with, with like the reenactment type thing of like people telling mm. their stories. Um, it's actually for that type of show though. It's actually really really well done. But um, but yeah, it's still that kind of show, which I still think is an upgrade from rewatching Supermarket Sweep from a few weeks ago. Maybe. I don't think there's anything wrong with Supermarket Sweep. I love Supermarket Sweep, but I don't know if I should be watch, re- rewatching Supermarket Sweeps from when I was 11. <laughs> I think they're. I, I, not that it wasn't interesting. I should have stopped at like three or four episodes instead of watching all like 20 that were up. Uh-oh. I mean, most of our group of friends like basically lives on nostalgia for the most part. Yeah. Like, two of us are driven by nothing but nostalgia, mostly, in terms of, like, what we collect and what we are interested in, so. Right. I don't know, I think you're fine. Right. Did I watch, like, four episodes of G.I. Joe trying to, like, reinvigorate some spark in myself until I just got depressed, so, I don't know. Let me tell you what doesn't hold up in 2020. Yeah, Joe. Not the same way that I remember it holding up when yeah. I was young. Although, did I tell you that Prime actually has the 2001, like, uh, reboot of Supermarket Sweep, which I've never seen those episodes. Um, so I watched some of those, too. Frankie watched those with his girlfriend. Oh, right. That's, we had talked about that. I forgot about that. Right, right. Because Frankie's, right, Frankie's, right, Frankie's watching them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> right. Yeah. God, was he? Hold on. How old is he now? Was he even born then? What year was it? 2001? Depends on when it was in 2001. Right, yeah. So like, that's the year he's born. That's crazy. Yeah. But they just rebooted Supermarket Sweep like this past year. So. The same host. That's how he started watching it, right? Is That's his girlfriend watches the current one, I think he said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch it at some point. Hopefully they come up somewhere. I want to see what assholes look like in 2019 fucking running around the fake supermarket. Trying to pull their mask up, but the one guy doesn't care. And <laughs> People have been pretty good about that recently, I've noticed, though. Like, I was I was out today to the store for the, my, you know, bi-monthly trip, and um, I, didn't, I didn't see any problems I- today. I don't know if I told you, but I went into a grocery store for the first time since COVID started the other day. Um, I, ha- I had to go to a food line because I needed like a few things like to make dinner that night. Mm. 
and I couldn't trust um, Instacart to get them to me on time. So um, everyone was wearing their masks. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. Food, Food Lion and Redner's have both been really good overall. Um, like fair, Maybe like I can count definitely on one hand like the number of times I've seen somebody. Um, but Walmart's not the same beast um, as those. Um, but it's been a lot better at Walmart recently. Um, That's the one place where I'm just still like super, super uncomfortable with the idea of going into it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. But I mean, I mean, most people are pretty respectful. I mean, everybody's kind of like still kind of keeping their distance and stuff like that. I mean, like it's, it's 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 not as bad as you think it is. But um, there's some assholes. That's the thing that I'm the worst at is I constantly forget about six feet of distance. Like, I'll always have my mask on. I always sanitize. Yeah. But, like, I'm just so used to not paying attention to other people anyway. Right. That, like, I just will, like, walk up right past yeah. somebody. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are actually like that about the distancing thing. And I think especially when you have a mask on, I think people are even worse about the distancing, like, are uh, forgetting about it. Um, yeah. So, if you wear a mask, I wear your mask, please, people. Yeah, good idea. All right, so um, good movie tonight. Um, that's that's is that was that two weeks in a row? No, well, you, you liked Valley Girl, right? I did. So, yeah, oh, Valley Girl was fun. And then the week before that was a good movie. So that's that's a three. This is the longest streak so far right. of good cage movies. We might do Red Rock West next week, so that would be four. I don't know what we'll do if we do a. Oh, that's still, does that still hold up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was fun. actually. Um, it was another one where I was like, man, I forgot that, like, this guy yeah. legitimately can act something. I really liked that movie when I was 15, but I haven't seen it since long. You still would enjoy it, right. I think. Yeah. Cool. It's up on uh, Peacock? Peacock. Yep, it's on Peacock. I, th- I think I have it saved in my list on Peacock to watch at some point. Yeah, cool. All right, so just so everybody knows, if you're still <laughs> following along with uh this is uh this coming week we are going to be do- returning to the main podcast uh we're covering the top five thrillers of the 2000s and then the week after that we will be covering the top five best m- movies that have not aged well um and then in october we will be coming back with three horror episodes uh, a first watch of Child's Play with two of our friends, and then we were covering the top five avant-garde horror movies, and then for the first time ever, we'll have a genre-specific Fresh Five, whereas the Fresh Five horror movies um, for roughly the past six months or so. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we have going on the main podcast. As always, every week we are doing the Quick Cage, where Frank will randomly pick one of the fucking what 20 like 15 movies probably at this point you have on a list that you've watched i don't know that i haven't seen mm-hmm. that no, no no that not that you haven't seen but that you uh don't you, you have them on like a list right like my quick cage movies yeah like things that you've seen but you haven't talked about yet oh no so i have everything i've watched that has nicholas cage in it mm-hmm. and i have a tally mark next to the ones that we've talked about oh okay that's right what I'm saying, now, but, the, but you have ones that, like, you've seen and you, we just haven't talked about yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, um, one, two... Oh, no, I didn't put a hash mark next to that. Two, three, 
only four right now. Really? Huh. Yeah, I'm going to build up that list again. Yeah, that's surprising. And two of them you never want to talk about. So. Three, well, one of them I'm just trying to save because I, I like the height and the suspense. Um, a score to settle in rage I just don't want to talk about. And Sorcerer's Apprentice just makes me real tired to think about. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I just don't know what to say. Like, I don't know. It's like, hey, it's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Fucking Disney. We'll be. Anyway, cool. Oh, my God. I just, like, got an email with a save the date for a wedding. That, and I, like, opened it. And it's like October. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awkward. Um, October here? Yeah, but it is a live stream of the marriage. So they're getting married but doing it. When we get off air, I want to see who that is. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. Um, right. but no, now I feel I feel better though. I was worried for a second that I was going to turn somebody down and say like still no. awkward. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. But all right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have see a good you. night. Yep. See you next week.